welcome back to the Basic Bible Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Thompson, and joining me today, to my left, in every way possible, is Dayton Bennett. Dayton, welcome back to our podcast. It is so good to be back. I think the last, it's been almost a year. It's been at least a couple months. It's been about yeah, a while. It's probably been about a year. We thought it was safe to bring you back after that last blow up. It's a good chunk of time, yeah. Um, I think the last time we talked about children's ministry. Yeah, you had to do a little bit of cleaning up. Yeah, um, and so we thought maybe uh, people's minds have been erased since then, so it would be okay to bring you back um, without too much hassle. But anyway, uh, Dayton, for those of you who don't know Dayton, Dayton's had, man, he is the uh, the man of many tricks and trades, uh, teacher, pastor, entrepreneur, and hopefully at some point, author. Yeah, right. working on that, and it's funny that we're talking about this topic today, because this is actually what I've been working on for quite a while, kind of um, exegete some of the passages in the Bible about entrepreneurship and business and, and blessings and seeking those things. So, Well, as you just said, our theme today is entrepreneurship. Oh, sorry, I kind of jumped and, the gun there. That's you crazy. did. That's how you don't have you on the podcast very often. <laughs> but no, uh, so we, we, we do want to talk about entrepreneurship from a Christian perspective, and uh, I thought the best person to do that would be Dayton, and you've been doing this since you were a teenager. <laughs> Yeah, so 14 years. Yeah. Yeah, I'm getting old. No. Middle-aged. Yeah, uh, I, I think we have different definitions. Of uh, but anyway, so Dayton, let's just jump right off. And what are, we, what are we talking about? We're talking about entrepreneurship. What is, what is an entrepreneur? So in the business world, an entrepreneur is somebody that um, takes a risk and uses their own resources to be able to generate income or doing something on their own. They're not necessarily working for somebody else. They are creating the work themselves. Now, a better working definition that I think would be um, more applicable to what we're going to be talking about today, um, entrepreneurship is like a creative act that brings satisfaction to people, um, and it uplifts and or benefits more people in more ways. Um, so it's, it's going above and beyond just what is required, but you're doing something new or bringing value to people. Um, that, I feel, is a really good definition of what a Christian entrepreneur would be. Well, I, I like the very fact that you started off with the idea of a creative act. Because, you know, we want to tackle this from a, from a biblical perspective, and I think that goes right back to Genesis um, <clears throat> and the whole idea of being made in the image of God. How are we made in the image of God? Uh, I, I borrow this definition from R.C. Sproul Jr., who's going to be on the podcast soon. Actually, not soon for you, but soon for me. I'm recording an interview. That won't be. Anyway, um, he, talks about, uh, he talks about the idea of being made in the image of God is fulfilling and using the creative talents that God has given you. And so there he put man in a garden and basically told him to go and flourish. And, and, and Basically, you know, repli- replicate what God has done um, using what God has done. So here, take and, and till this land, but use the creative wonders that I've given you to do that. And it's amazing, you know, all the things that just came from that original dirt, that original garden. And now we'll have all the technological advances, all this stuff. So dominion work, dominion mandate, it's all about creativity. Use it. God has given everybody some sort of creative outlet. Um, different fields for different people, but so at the very beginning we have this idea of creativity. And so entrepreneurship takes that creativity and then puts it to work in 
a beneficial and hopefully uh, financially prosperous way. Absolutely. And I don't want to get too ahead of myself because I have some points that I'll make later. Um, but really understanding that like God gives us desires in our heart or talents yeah. or things that we enjoy doing. And when we lean into those things, we find that they can be sustainable because if we understand that God has put us on this earth for a specific purpose yeah. and we have the ability to use these gifts or talents to accomplish that, then not only are we glorifying him, but we're positioning ourselves right. in a way that we can receive that financial blessing. As right. well. So I tell my students all the time, your goal right right now in school is to put yourself in a position where you can use the talents and positions that God's given you. That's the difference between getting a job and having a fulfilling career. Uh, you want to put yourself in a position where you can get the job that uses your talent, uses your creativity, and, and that's the job you get. You know, <laughs> that that doesn't make you want to keep sleeping past the alarm. Absolutely, yeah, and you know. <clears throat> Um, entrepreneurs really look for two things. It's something you're good at and something you enjoy doing. Right. And again, from the Christian perspective, we, we call that something that, you know, my gift that I've been given right. and something that I find fulfilling. Right. Um, and so when you pair those two things together, you know, you, you start to really enjoy and to flourish, yeah. similar to, you know, being placed in that garden and just being told to have at it, use the resources and go crazy, just enjoy yeah. them. And that is how we glorify God, by using those talents. It's not necessarily, you know, you think of how do I glorify God in the business world or how do I glorify God on Wall Street or wherever. It's using the abilities. It's, it's not necessarily you know, having to sell a Christian product or putting a fish symbol on every little thing that you put out. <laughs> um, stickers. <laughs> right. Um, it, it's not necessarily being a quote-unquote Christian business, but it's, it's, it's a Christian who is using the talents and abilities God has given him and, and, and seeing that flourish. That's what God wants you to do. Absolutely, yeah. And, and I do think um, after working with students from an entrepreneurial perspective, that is definitely something that I feel like a lot of people struggle with. Yeah. Is I have to create, create a product or a service that is glorifying to God. And while that is amazing and so needed, there are so many other things that you can right. do outside of just the product that you make or the service that you provide that honestly glorifies God. Like you creating an audience and being willing to glorify God outside of that is just as important, if right. not more so, than what it is that you actually make yourself. I think it was Martin Luther. I'm going to butcher this quote. <laughs> um, but he said, you know, being a Christian cobbler is not, point, not painting a cross on every shoe that you make. Mm. It's making the best shoe that you can make. Um, that's how you be a good Christian cobbler. That's how you be a good Christian businessman. It's not necessarily having to – not everything has to be directly ministry-related. Sure. But again, using the talent that God has invested in you um, and, and seeing that to its fruition, I think is, is how we glorify God. Yeah, and I can, I can speak to that a little bit. Um, it's a little bit of a rabbit trail, but this is one of the things I wanted to talk Let's about. Let's just go for it. Let's go for it. Yes, um, so when I was, I've been doing business for 14 years now, um, and over the years, I really struggled with pricing. Hmm. And I felt if I charge too much, I am not going to be able to, that's not God honor. Because that yeah. feels a little bit like, oh, I'm charging so much money for what it is that I'm doing. I want, I want to be able to, to make all of these kids smile and, and be the light to these kids that wouldn't otherwise get it. So I'm going to like sell myself short and do that. Um, and that, for me, I feel like was a sense of this false humility, like, okay, I'm doing this in order to honor God. Yeah. But it wasn't really leaning into the talents and abilities that he's yeah. given to me and putting that trust on him. And when I made that switch, and I mean, I've, I raised my prices a lot, 
Um, and now I'm <coughs> not only able to honor God in the work that I do, but having a little bit of extra funds or being able to, to then take jobs right. that I wouldn't have been able to take before where they're like, we have this opportunity. And I'm like, you know what? I love your work. I'm going to do it for free. Or I'm going to give you, I'm going to discount yeah. you because I can now. Right. And that allows me to then honor God with that. Or I find, you know, a group that's, yes, I really believe in the mission that you're, you're pushing right now. That's God honoring. Yeah. That's, that's being able to do good with the resources and the abilities and the talents. And, and that's not honoring to your family or to your employees. If, if you're cutting your costs, we're not cutting your costs, but cutting your prices, you're not bringing in the money that you need to feed your family. You need to pay your employees a decent, fair wage. Yep. Um, and, and so, it, while, again, it, it sounds almost kind of sanctimonious to, <laughs> to do that, it, it's not God-honoring because it's not honoring your family or your employees or, or whole host of things. Yeah, and I, I've been doing this part-time for 13 years, um, and just this last year made the switch to doing full-time work, yeah. um, and that was only possible because I raised my prices 50%. Like, that was a right. huge jump, and the sticker shock, it was crazy. But then being able to, anytime we contract someone out, or being able to be at home with my kids, they're my first right. ministry. They're the ones that I should be taking care of the most. And being able to put food on other people's tables, all of that is God-honored. Yeah. And when I do that, it's, it's not only freeing to me, but it, it creates a bigger impact overall. Right. And so it's, it's really important, I think, for the consumer to realize that. Because I think in, in a lot of churches, in a lot of Christian communities, there's that unspoken expectation. If, if you've got a business or you've got something going on that you do, whether it's photography or balloons or uh, woodworking and all this stuff, you know, I get that, that church discount, right? I get that yep. brother Christian <laughs> discount. That, you know, that sounds great for me, but that doesn't work out, again, for you, your company, your employees, again, other ministry opportunities. You're actually cutting everyone else short. Absolutely. And, and knowing that when you support business of a Christian entrepreneur that they are going to be using that money to honor God or to further the kingdom and right. to do that kind of stuff. You know, if I'm going to go support a, a fellow believer, you know, I'm not going to ask for a discount. In fact, I might even say, okay, thank you so much. You did an amazing job with this. And I know this money is going to be fruitful with you. Right. So here's a little bit extra because I really believe in what it is that you're doing. Yeah. Like it's a, it's a shift in your mindset and what it is is really trusting God. Like, okay, God, I'm going to sow the seed with this business and trust that they're going to use it because they're honoring you through that. Right. And so, you know, I don't want to discount anything you just said. Pardon the pun. But I want to make sure <laughs> I still get the, the Kevin Thompson discount. Oh, absolutely. Product. The OG um, supporter of the business, you bet. Yes. Okay. Yep. Now, uh, you know, we kind of skipped ahead. Um, you know, uh, let's talk about your business. Sure. Um, because I, I, I kind of skipped over that in our introduction because I wasn't paying attention uh, like usual. <laughs> So, I mean, I, I talked about the fact that you, you've, been a, you've been in ministry, you've been a pastor, you've been a teacher here at Rock County Christian School. You were teaching entrepreneurship until you left the will of God. And then, oh. uh, but no, you launched out into your own company. So tell us a little bit about that. Uh, Dabaduya, uh, which I'm assuming is an allusion to the Flintstones. Um, no, not what? quite, but... Are you not old enough to remember the Flintstones? No, I absolutely okay. watched okay. the Flintstones. No, so Dabaduya started... Um, my one of my best friends in elementary school called me Dabby. That was my nickname because my initials are D A B. Okay. So I was Dab or Dabby. And <clears throat> when I first got involved in clowning, um, I had to come up with a clowning name. And they said, start with a nickname or something that people call you and go from there. And I'm like Dab, Dabby, Dabby, Dabby. And then, and then uh, 
you know, I was still mulling this over, and they said, you need a catchphrase. Uh-huh. Um, and so, you know, at the time, anytime I gave out balloons, it was just it was a little quirky thing, and I was doing really easy stuff. Um, and somebody, I was sharing my name with somebody, and they said, oh, little dabble do ya. And then dabba do ya, uh-huh. and it was like, oh, man, that's a really quirky clown name. Like, absolutely. I feel like that could be it. So my original clown persona was Dabaduya, and then the Ann Company was anybody else that worked with us at the time, okay. or I was technically my own company when I was a clown. Um, and so that started when I was 12, um, which was amazing, and I was helping some Christian clowns with their businesses and things like that, and branched down on my own. Um, and so I've been doing event entertainment for about 14 mm. years now, which, yeah, that's over half my life. But that's not all you do. I mean, I mean, so you are a clown. I am a clown. Um, <laughs> in every frequently. way possible. Oh, man. Um, but, I mean, you know, you, you started off with doing the clown thing, and, sure. and, and you were doing animal balloons and things like that, which is fun. Uh, we hired you for an event. It was, it was really cool. Our, our adoption open house a while back. And, uh, but you do more than just that. So the balloons really, really took off during, during yes. the whole COVID pandemic. And so we, um, this is a huge, my, my word for the pandemic was pivot. Um, and we thought that our business was going to go under. We thought for sure we were going to close our doors and never do another event. And we prayed about it, and we were going to do something totally different, and really we didn't feel confident. We didn't feel like we had that blessing on it, so we didn't. We just waited, and we waited, and it was so frustrating in that moment because we're like, God, we need this. Like, we have to do something. And something came across my news feed where a fellow balloon colleague started putting balloons in people's yards, flowers, flower balloons. And we talked it over, and we prayed about it. We're like, you know what? We're going to invest the little money that we have left in the business and the supplies in order to do this. And made, in, in during the COVID pandemic that first year, made more, like, I want to say almost doubled or tripled the losses that yeah. we took. Wow. Which was amazing. Um, but it really speaks to the fact where if, I, if you just sit back and ask God to open the door, don't rush in and make the choice for yourself, but really, like, Say we're gonna we're gonna trust you on this God and really make sure that everything works out, that His blessing will be there. Yeah. Um. And so that opened up a whole new avenue for us. So now we're not only doing the entertainment, we're also doing the balloon decorations, and we still do yard balloons, you know, for for birthdays and and celebrations right. and things like that. Um. But even over the past few months, have continued to add legs onto our business, um, where now we own a photo booth. And so that is being shipped oh, wow. within the next week, which is really exciting. So we're going to be um, renting out photo booths to events, you know, weddings and quinceañeras and, and school dances mm. and all of this kind of stuff. And then also doing photography for events and, and um, like portfolios and headshots and things like that. And so um, really just seeing the business flourish and, and grow continually. Right. Um, you know, over over time, just knowing that that's that's really not on me. That's just God opening doors and me just saying right. yes to it. So seeing those opportunities and, and just walking through them. Um, and so we have seen tremendous growth. Um, well, let me ask you. Yeah. That. Let, 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 let's let's. <laughs> we have not followed our notes at all <laughs> whatsoever, but that's fine. Um, you just mentioned your, your. I think it's interesting that okay, God, you God took what you already had, and made, you made that into a business. Uh, which is fascinating to begin with. But then you, you just said you've been walking through the open doors. That you yep. had I'm curious, as an entrepreneur, um, I want to talk about that a little more, walking through the open door. Is there a time where you've got a... What's the difference between... Let's put it this way. 
what's the difference between opening a door that's, uh, that God has provided for you and looking for those doors? Mm-hmm. In other words, making the opportunity as opposed to just sitting back and waiting for that. I, I envision the entrepreneur is one who is eager, eagerly looking for those opportunities as opposed to just sitting back and like, oh, hey, God just opened that up. I'm, I'm just going to do that. Absolutely. And so my wife, would probably be great to speak on this because mm. I am constantly looking for those doors. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I love, part of business is investing. I love investing in new things, the photo booth and the, the backdrops for the, the camera and all of these things. Like, I'm all for that kind of stuff. Um, and so there, you, you have to understand, like, God provides the opportunity. You still have to do the work to do it. We can't right. just pray, God, give it to me. That doesn't work like yeah. that. Um, but praying, God, you know, open that door, provide that opportunity, and help me recognize it, open my eyes to see it, and I will do the work right. if you provide it. So it's kind of like it's a give and take, right? Like that's the whole idea of a covenant. It's not just I get, I get, I get. You yeah. also have to provide something. Um, and so really what it is is training yourself to, to be open to opportunities that don't look like what you want. Yeah. And so too often we God, I want X, Y, and Z, when really what he has got in his mind and his will is A, B, and C. Yeah. And if we get so focused on I am only going to do X, Y, and Z, and I'm going to do it well, and I'm going to push for that, you're going to miss that open door that God actually has <coughs> for you. So it's actively looking for things, A, that you're not expecting, B, that you might not want to do, yeah. um, but then also when you see that, you know, there has to be a balance of I'm going to do it quickly, but I'm also going to do it prayerfully, or yeah. I'm going to do it thoughtfully. Yeah. Um, and as you have, as you do this for so long, you begin to see opportunities differently where it's like, man, that would be a really great opportunity, but you know what? It just doesn't settle in my spirit. It just doesn't. Yeah. I'm, I'm not vibing with it. I don't know if there's a better word for that. That doesn't like, sound very res- spiritual. I know. Well, it's but... like resonating. Resonating okay. is a that's much better. better. That's better. That's, that's, better. A, that's one of those Christian terms we use a lot. Yeah. It doesn't resonate with me. It doesn't set well with me. Or as opposed to, man, I really think this is a great opportunity. One thing that my wife always tells me, put it in your calendar and make the decision one week from now. Yeah. If, it's, if the opportunity is not going to go away, Think about it, pray about it one week. Put it on the calendar, revisit it, we'll have another conversation about it then. A lot of times, I get there and I'm like, you know what, it's probably not as really, it, it doesn't feel like it's actually going to be. It sounded yeah. amazing, it was going to be awesome, not so sure. There are other times where, you know, as we chit-chat about it throughout the week, by the end of that time, or maybe not even before that time, we're like, you know what, this is what we think we should be doing. And we're praying about it, we're considering, we're asking God. Um, but I also think there are times where God is going to bless you and give you the opportunity whether or not to take it. Yeah. So, you know, there have been times in my life where I've got these two paths that I could take, and I pray about it, and I say, God, close the door that I shouldn't be taking. Like, make it evident. Like, create something that, okay, I really don't feel like this is it, or put it in my heart where, okay, this is right. not it. And it doesn't happen. And what you have to do in that moment is go with your gut and just be excellent. Right. Do your best diligence and just yeah. trust that God is going to bless you either way. Um, There's a little book um, on this topic. I mean, Finding God's Will in general by Kevin DeYoung. Just do something. I love the title of it. Just do something. <laughs> um, and, and he says there, and, and I wish I pulled up this quote, but I don't. Um, I haven't memorized the book yet. <laughs> but he, he, there's a section where he says, you know, God's will is not like a magic eight ball mm. uh, where you shake it up and it's like, oh, maybe later. I don't know. You know, 
You know, God's given you a mind, and, and use it, and, and, and make the best decision you can. It's not like that elusive, it's almost like that, um, oh, what's that insurance company commercial where the guy's got that little dollar bill on the end of his fishing hole. God's not like hiding his will from you. God's given you a brain. You've, you've got, you know, make the best choice you can. And it's not like, you know what, I, I should have went there on a Tuesday, and I went there on a Wednesday and said so. Th- you know, I'm going to end up in a van by, down by the river over here. Sure. As opposed to, you know, being rich and prosperous if I'd only done, you know. Make the best decision you can using the facilities that God's given you, giving the abilities that God's given you, and, and launch out. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, you know what? We are actually running out of time. Um, you get time to stick around for a little bit? Oh, yeah. All right. You know what? Let's make this a two-part episode. You got it. And the second part will actually be the episode we planned on doing. <laughs> Uh, as opposed to this, which has just been really all rabbit trails, but I think profitable. Absolutely. I, that's very, you pulled out a lot of puns yes. today. I am very funny. That's, that's, that's my God-given talent. And, gift. <laughs> and if I can just put that into a financially... Uh, Stand-up comedy? Uh, yeah. Maybe I should get into it. Yeah, no. Uh, anyway. Sitting on comedy. <laughs> all right. So uh, recommended resources. I want to cover that. Of course, you want to check out Dabaduya Company uh, and Company. And uh, I'll, I'll have the website there. It's www.dabaduyaco.com. And I'll have that all spelled out for you. I am a little disappointed that it's an illusion to the Flintstones, but okay. Uh, I kind of always assumed it was, and um, I guess I'll live with that. Um, but anyway, and I guess I'll throw in that little book by DeYoung, um, uh, Just Do Something. And I know you get some other resources. We'll have that for our next episode. Okay. That's probably has more having to do with what we're going to be talking about. So, all right. So, again, uh, check us out, www.basicbiblepodcast.org. And I know I don't have to say the www part, but, you know, I'm old, and that's what we did back in the day. Back when the inter- I, I The world wide web. Yes. That, I, I, it's hard to believe I, I lived before the internet. Anyway. Um, I'm at least older than Google. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, check that out. Uh, check out our social media. Uh, join the Facebook group. Uh, that's kind of starting to come alive a little bit. So hopefully, maybe it'll take uh, Join that group and then uh, Instagram and Twitter at Basic Biblecast. Also, we now have, we're on TikTok. What? Uh, we are going into the 21st century. Uh, I have a couple of videos on there. Um, Skip right over Instagram and Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. Went right there, and so uh, I think our, our latest video has like 97 hits or something. Oh, wow. That's yeah. better than mine. You're on TikTok? Uh, barely. I'm going to have to look at that. <laughs> anyway, so uh, I'll have that link on there as well. So um, join us back next week. Dayton's coming back, and we're actually going to do the program we planned on doing. So it will be part two of Christian Entrepreneurship. So until then, have a good rest of your week. Bye.